This is Jamie Dyer welcoming you to another edition of The Crowcast. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future edition of the podcast, you can email crowcast at outlook.com. That's crowcast at outlook.com. You can tweet at The Crowcast on Twitter or go to the Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash the Quocast. So just in case you are unaware and wondering why episodes are not being released on a weekly basis, uh, from the beginning of 2022, I made the decision to um, go to two audio episodes a month and up to two video episodes a month. So alternate weeks, every couple of weeks or so, uh, a new audio episode. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had Andy Gamble on the podcast. Thank you so much to Andy for appearing. Thank you for listening as well, because it is one of uh, the most listened to podcasts of the uh, of the show so far. So let's start the podcast the way that I'm hoping to do uh, each time uh, with a little brief news segment. So firstly, you will remember that Rhino's Revenge had to cancel their tour for uh, a few reasons, one of them being that Rhino tested positive for COVID-19 in late December and uh, was suffering with fatigue etc and then some gigs were booked there were three gigs one at the half moon in putney one in Cushalton, and one in chichester uh, which a couple of days prior to them happening it was cancelled uh, due to rhino still suffering from fatigue um, possibly preparing for uh, the upcoming quotor and of course richard newman um tested positive for COVID-19 as well. Jim Kirkpatrick still went along to those venues and played a solo set. Uh, the Half Moon Putney actually uh, was the setting for a live recording, so hopefully lots of people went along to that. Um, well done, Jim, for stepping in and still serving those venues, of which I'm sure Rhino will tell you really need uh, help at this time. Uh, so what about Rhino's Revenge? Well, that has been rescheduled for October. And as far as I know, the tickets are transferable. So if you bought a ticket for any of those gigs, you should be able to use them in October. That is what I will be doing. Um, I was disappointed that the main gig was cancelled, but uh, the fact I get to go in October is a good consolation prize indeed. Uh, so that is that. Hopefully um, the members of Rhino's Revenge uh, feel better soon because uh, obviously, in a few weeks' time, there is a Quo Tour upcoming, the Out Out Quoing Tour, which uh, Francis has been um, promoting somewhat, hasn't he? He went on James Martin's show. What did you make of that? I, I thought you saw a slightly different side to him, actually, and I felt like James was asking him all the same old questions that, that you get, and there's nothing really in there for the fans, per se, because we've heard it all before. But 
he seemed to be kind of diverting and talking about the food, right? He was getting asked all these questions and then he'd ask about the food and it kind of got into that. And I feel the public perhaps saw a slightly different side like, what is Francis like in the kitchen at home? And there were a few jokes about his wife and salt and stuff, which you can expect. It's kind of part of of Francis and, and what he does on shows like that. But I, I thought you just saw a different side to him, and that was really interesting. What did you think? Do let me know. Now, sadly, this week, the 7th of February marked the first birthday uh, for Alan Lancaster since he passed away in September last year. Um, he would have been 73, and uh, I saw so many uh, people talking about their experiences with Alan, uh, pictures of people meeting Alan, videos, you know, backwater performances, uh, live performances, it, literally everything. There was an outpouring of love for Alan Lancaster, which was lovely to see. Uh, it's really sad that he's not here to see it. And I do send out my best thoughts and wishes to all of uh, his family, friends and fans. And one of the roles of this podcast is to celebrate his work which we will be doing at several points throughout this year because there are many anniversaries uh, that fall um in in specific years and i'm trying to focus on the ones that are uh kind of zero and five so this year uh, i hope at some point to talk about the nec gig in 1982 the one performed in front of royalty and the subsequent album as well that hit the top spot back in 1982 um the album perhaps alan might have wanted to forget about i believe he once called it the one of the worst albums if not the worst album that they'd ever made the performance though i think he probably was quite proud of so i do hope to um to do that if you were in the audience for that uh do get in contact i feel like i have spoken to somebody who was in the audience for those performances at least one of those performances um i am going over my archive at the moment trying to transcribe them uh to to get some of the information from there and, and bank it and put it onto a website so that people can find it a lot easier but we will be talking about the nec gig at some point in the year so into the main part of the episode and this this week, obviously, because it was the anniversary of of Alan's birth, um, I've been thinking about tracks that he sang on, things like Backwater, Just Take Me, You Don't Own Me, uh, High Flyer, which at times uh, is quite profound. Um, I you know I I relate to some of it. Um, just that whole Whatever You Want album is so relatable right um songs like who asked you if i ever got angry uh who asked you was the track to go to because like fuels the the anger you know being criticized who asked you there you go again telling me the same mistakes i made there you go again telling me the way i should have played 
you know, and it's like that, that is such a relatable lyric, isn't it? Such a relatable lyric. And uh, it's one I've been thinking about somewhat um, for a while because I realized the other day I have been doing this podcast for nearly three uh, years and I cannot believe it. What started as simply a, I absolutely adore status quo. I love their music. I've done every other kind of podcast there is. This one might work or it might flop. And then six episodes later, I kind of never looked back, although there was a little break in the middle, but I've been doing this podcast for three years and um, it is with great honor that, uh, that uh, you know, and, and some surprise that this is episode 100-ish. And I say 100-ish because I don't know because it depends what you count right some of the episodes are under three minutes long and i feel like the ones where uh, it's a trailer telling you what the podcast is isn't an episode and the ones where i'm going i'm just taking a break doesn't feel like an episode either so if you take those out we're around 100 and i wanted to take this opportunity on episode 100 to say thank you to those who have supported the podcast for the past three years it is incredible we've had so many amazing people on this podcast we've had fans um friends of the band uh, we had andy brooke on here a little while ago john eden's been on a couple of times we've had people from tribute bands um reese from heavy traffic springs to mind uh joachim from sound of status uh ray from um status quotes was amazing. I'd love to get him back on, certainly. In fact, no, I'd love to get everybody back on just to kind of talk about different aspects because that's what I would like to explore, right? I had a lot of people on once and uh, you, you go through your standard questions that I have sort of written in my head that I ask everybody, but I feel you could really go deep if you have, have somebody on again. So if you'd like to come on again and you've already been, please, you know, um, please do come on and let's chat some more quo because there's so much to talk about. Um, we had Rhino on a couple of years ago, which was such an honor. And I was so nervous about that. So nervous that I don't remember half of, of what happened. You know, I remember sitting there, being there and, and doing it, uh, but I, I don't remember sort of the, the general thing. Um, it's, it's kind of odd. And it's the same thing, I think, with John Coughlin as well. Uh, I spoke to him. Again, that was such an honor. These are people I've been following for um, 25 years now. You know, I'm, I'm 32 years old, 33 this year, and I've been following them since 1997. And it's just, uh, it, it, it's mind-blowing, right? Knowing that me, that sort of reclusive child at uh, college and university that was kind of sat in the corner of the cafeteria or whatever you want to call it, listening to If You Can't Stand the Heat. And here I am, sat in, in front of a monitor, talking to the drummer 
from that album like you know or, or from uh from never too late or just supposing or pile driver hello on the level blue for you and in rhino's case you know in the army now ain't complaining uh two albums i absolutely adore for various reasons rock to you drop you know the the author of obstruction day John Coughlin, the the guy who drummed on I Saw the Light with those really loud, piercing cymbals. Absolutely amazing. And when I think back to how it started, um, we had people, people from tribute bands, people who have kept that music going outside of the band. But no, actually, um, really, it started... 11 years ago um, with Alan Lancaster, funnily enough, um, doing uh, a charity broadcast completely unrelated to, to Quo and deciding I would like a guest. And he'd just gone onto Facebook and um, messaging him out of nowhere, just saying, I, I would love to talk to you. And talking to him and being so nervous and having next to no experience of interviewing whatsoever you know, going on with one of my heroes. Um, and then literally like eight years later doing a podcast. And one of my regrets is I didn't get in contact with him again uh, for this podcast um, because, you know, it would have been great to catch up with him. And like I said, that second time, uh, the first time was kind of... it. The interview was for everybody, right? It was for a kind of a general audience. This is a lot more in-depth. I can ask about that random B-side from 1977, whatever, right? Or 19... I can ask him about Hard Ride or, or other bits and pieces or what it was like playing with um, a member of the Angels, uh, which, you know, it w would have been great. And I feel really sad that I didn't do that again um this year i am trying to reach out to more people uh you saw that at the beginning of the year with chris selby from uh from the the slade camp uh the slade historian he was amazing uh it gave a different light i think to the quo stories that we've been hearing and shows that actually the quo one is is universal and there's just so much to, to gleam from what I call the Quo universe. And I think one of my most embarrassing moments on this podcast was sometimes I have this thing where I don't word things correctly and I'm working on it, always working. You never become the ultimate interviewer when you're doing this stuff. You always learn from it. So what happened was I was with Leo Bryan via zoom uh, or skype it was one of those and i asked him and think he's probably not heard the podcast before he's probably not familiar with any of my terminology and i asked him was he familiar with the quo universe and i looked to his face and he looked so confused like what status quo like yes that's what i should have said the way i worded the question should have been <laughs> when did you know were you a fan of status quo or something like that that was probably a, quite an embarrassing moment um 
just wording that incorrectly that that kind of stuck with me somewhat but the quo universe is so wide hugely wide i've already mentioned that alan lancaster played with a member of the angels right so the last week uh or so it's been announced that neighbors is possibly most likely going to come to an end after what 37 years of being on the air did you know that neighbors exists in the quo universe neighbors exists and it exists because scott and charlene's wedding in the late 80s big thing pretty much every newspaper that was talking about it talking about neighbors had a picture of scott and charlene or harold or whatever but scott and charlene their wedding angry anderson suddenly angry anderson played in the party boys in 1986-87 with alan lancaster makes him part of the Quo universe. Makes Neighbours part of the Quo universe as well. That's a It's such a tenuous connection, but it's there. And it means that for a, a brief moment, we can talk about Suddenly and how it relates to the music that he was playing with the Party Boys, of which Alan was a part of. And that's why sometimes when I've talked about this podcast, they've gone, oh, that's really niche. How many times can you talk about Hello or Piledriver? It turns out nearly a hundred times. Um, but you can go further. What about Andy Bowen's solo efforts? Music by The Herd. Uh, music by Pink Floyd, of which some of which he's had a, a go in. What about anything Francis Rossi has ever produced? Like Leo Bryan, John Ducan, for example, that appeared on, on YouTube recently. Uh, what about uh, Paul Camilleri, Bernadette, Be in the North? Any any uh, children of of the the Quo uh, fraternity? Let's say. Uh, what about Rhino's children? The various bands, Flaws. Yeah. What about all of the tribute bands who've ever supported, uh, including? Lawrence Jones, who I'm hoping to get on as a guest in the near future, who's supporting Quo on their next tour, um, hopefully, if it goes ahead. Uh, it is so wide, and I've absolutely loved uh, exploring that, because I have been obsessed with Quo since I was like seven years old, eight years old, something like that. And the chance to go over that stuff and put that knowledge that you've picked up over the years to good use uh, is just amazing. And I'm always trying to, to learn more. I've just picked up a secondhand copy of um, Just for the Record, which is the first autobiography by Rick Parfit and Francis Rossi. Now, it's, it's certain I've heard nearly every story that's in that book, right? But for me, it was more about what angle was it going to take for a start, from what I understand, uh, Excess All Areas and the recent Francis Rossi autobiography were both written in conjunction with Mick Wall. These have, um, this one has uh, two, two or three different interviewers, which means the wording might be slightly different. Maybe the questions are different. Maybe the answers differ slightly from where they are. 
After all, if you interview somebody at different times, there's going to be a slight change in the way in which they talk about it because if it's something from a while ago a little bit longer forward and it's even further so your 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 perspective changes so that that was interesting you know uh, that was an interesting prospect for me and it's something certainly that uh, that I look forward to discovering when I read it i need to get hold of david j oxley's book as well that was released about 23 years ago um that detailed i uh, really that should have been called the quo universe shouldn't it um there we go david there's there's your next book but uh, be sure to credit me thank you uh so yeah it's so wide i've loved exploring it i can't wait to explore some more for another 100 or more episodes we've had over 15000 plays uh, across all platforms that is including uh, the uh, the main audio feed and YouTube as well. Now, it's true that I also do video content and that counts as plays in my book because I also do like the, the interviews in audio form and stuff on there and haul videos and reviews and everything. I think it all counts. So 15,000 plays across all platforms. I'm incredibly proud. And to think that uh, I'm sure many people would have said to you, as they said to me, you know, well, there's more to life than, than status quo. You'll never get anything um, going going down that rabbit hole. And yet this is the most niche podcast I've ever done, and it's also the most successful, which is both hilarious, wonderful, everything. It's everything I could have imagined and more and i will say this again if you'd like to be a guest on a future episode of the podcast you can you can email quocast at outlook.com that's quocast at outlook.com you can tweet at the quocast on twitter or go to the facebook page which is facebook.com forward slash the quocast i am going to go and listen to some quo now um, please do keep listening. Subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. Spread the word. I'm working on a WordPress website at the moment with some transcription. We'll have to wait and see on that one. Thank you so much for listening and bye-bye for now. Mm-hmm.